Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Ketogenic Nutritionist Podcast. I'm your host, Temple Stewart, registered dietitian and the ketogenic nutritionist. My why for this podcast is to further your knowledge on the ketogenic diet by discussing tips and tricks for weight loss, health updates, research updates, and all of my favorite recipes. Just think of it as all things keto. So let's jump right in, and thanks again for being here. So I'm really excited about this episode because I recently did a clubhouse with Jimmy Moore. If you guys don't know him, live in low carb, man. He is a ketogenic legend. And he brought up a lot of really good points about people really focusing on the ketogenic diet for weight loss um, and kind of hyper-focusing on that weight loss aspect. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm obviously... um, the ketogenic nutritionist and I help people lose weight using keto, but I I really think that people don't understand the full impact that the ketogenic diet can have on your health. I mean, it is significant. It is incredible. And the more and more I think people bring this to light, I think that others will see the significance and how it can really change your life, even if you don't necessarily need to lose a lot of weight. Now, that also goes to say, if you are following a ketogenic diet to lose weight, you should know about these benefits too, because you are not only changing your weight, but you're changing literally the hormonal um, profile of your body. You're changing a lot of things inside of your body that can be very beneficial for you in the long run. So I'm really passionate about this because I think the ketogenic diet has gotten quite a bad rap as this weight loss fad diet and people are following it just for this weight loss. And even in the uh, dietitian community, which it really frustrates me, like there are some incredible ways that the ketogenic diet changes signs and symptoms of disease in the body. And that's what I want to discuss today because again, we need to talk about this so that more people understand that you're not just focusing on this for weight loss. But before we jump in, I do want to mention I made an impulsive decision to start another group midway through March. Why did I do this? Because I realized that there are a lot of people that really want to get in my group and I want to have another one. Um, With that being said, I will be taking some maternity leave during the middle of the group, which works out better for you because the group's going to end up being longer anyway. So if you're interested in joining my mid-March group, you need to reach out to me now. You can reach out to me at the.ketogenic.nutritionist on Instagram, or you can follow the Calendly link in the show notes and schedule a call with me, or you can email me at templestuartrdn, and I'm happy to let you know uh, how to get enrolled or just talk to you about why uh, this opportunity may uh, work for you and your health goals. So let me know again. uh, Yeah, I'm impulsive and it's going to be awesome. (laughs) So health benefits of keto aside from weight loss. I think a lot of people understand that there are some other potential health benefits and or quality of life improvements like diabetes reversal, type 2 diabetes reversal, normalized blood pressure, and a lot of times reduction in IBS symptoms. These are kind of the most common benefits that you see associated with the ketogenic diet way of eating. But I do want to talk about some other ones that a lot of people don't understand. And some of these I'm going to go through fast and give you research on. Some um, I'll let you research them for yourself because I just don't simply have the time. But the first one I want to talk about is uh, acid reflux or GERD. So a lot of people have issues with GERD. It's super common. 
millions and millions of people suffer from it and actually have to take medication every day to do it. Now, what if, let me just propose this to you, what if a dietary change could, could help this? There has been small studies um, focusing on a low-carb, high-fat diet, and they got significantly better. Um, in this study, this particular one, there it, it's from, you can look it up on PubMed, PubMed, a very low-carb diet improves gastrointestinal reflux and its symptoms. You can see that it even changed, not only did it improve their symptoms, but it even changed the pH of their esophagus. So it was definitely not a placebo. But again, another larger study tested the same thing. Um, you can find this one again at uh, Elementary Pharmacological and Therapeutics Journal. And it talks about the dietary carbohydrate intake, insulin resistance, and GERD. And it found that, again, the improvements of acid reflux were awesome. So you can see in both of the studies, women were able to get off their GERD medications. And if you know anything about GERD medications, you do not want to be on these long-term period. That, that is an episode for another day, but they can significantly reduce uh, stomach acid. They can cause uh, increased risk of esophageal cancer. There's a lot of things that you don't want to be taking a PPI for, for long-term. They're really only meant to be taken um, for a short amount of times, but really, really cool um, stuff coming from the acid reflux realm um, and it being very helpful in reducing GERD symptoms and or allowing people to taper off and fully get off PPIs. And I just want to make a point there. If you don't know um, the symptoms or what long-term PPI usage can do and your doctor hasn't brought that up with you, you need to research that ASAP, like yesterday. Um, so go do some research and figure out, okay, taking PPIs, what can that do to you long-term? But again, acid reflux GERD is one of the first health benefits or improvements that I want to talk about. Next, let's talk about Alzheimer's. This is, um, uh, it hits home for me. My grandmother um, passed away of Alzheimer's or had Alzheimer's in her en end of life. And um, it's a really, really, really sad thing to watch and go through. I, I My heart goes out to anyone that's caring for a loved one or anyone that has this um, but there is some really cool evidence um, with keto and Alzheimer's as well as other dementias. Now, if you don't already understand this, Alzheimer's uh, and other neurodegenerative conditions like dementias, et cetera, um, that impact like memory, behavior, and decision-making, all of these things are, are a huge epidemic hitting Western societies. I mean, it is, it's, it is shocking if you look at the number. They think that the numbers are expected to increase by more than 200% over the next 30 years, which is, like I said, shocking. And there are a lot of risk factors we know uh, already for Alzheimer's that include type 2 diabetes, obesity, metabolic syndrome, and high blood pressure, um, which I've already discussed and linked on in length on other podcasts about how um, the ketogenic diet can help all of those. So it would obviously make sense that when you take care of those risk factors, that Alzheimer's could possibly go down the risk of that could. And so that's really important to know. And one thing is uh, as you age, your risk factor for these go up as well. And there have been over two decades worth of research, three uh, 3,200 clinical trials, interventions um, about Alzheimer's, yet the track record for drug effectiveness for Alzheimer's and dementias is just like terrible. Um, it just stinks. 
There is evidence that certain impaired brain functions can improve when your brain switches to using ketones as fuel versus using glucose. So the brain and this contra um, dicks all the people that are like, oh, your brain needs glucose. No, you, it, it does. And your body will make it what it needs. But your brain can function completely off of ketones. Um, and, th and this is I don't want to say this is why it can help with epilepsy as well. But we can get into that in a second. But again, uh, there's a number of researchers that hypothesize that the ketone metabolism has a very, very potent and powerful application in brain health. And so I just want you to know that there's a lot of um, stuff coming out about the ketogenic diet for migraines, brain cancer, TBIs. All of these kind of go hand in hand with each other, in my opinion. Um, but you can see some dramatic increases in uh, brain health and improvements in mental health with a ketogenic diet when your brain is properly getting fueled by by ketones. So it's very cool. There's a lot of um, a lot of research underway with this. If you don't already know this, insulin resistance of the brain is a factor that we cannot ignore in Alzheimer's. Um, we have started calling, and researchers have started calling. Alzheimer's type three diabetes, meaning that it is so prevalent, uh, insulin resistant is so prevalent in the brain that it can help explain why some of the Alzheimer's rates may be higher in those with type two diabetes. So just know that it, it's very, very, um, it can be very, very helpful. So if you or a loved one is suffering with Alzheimer's or has Alzheimer's, um, it is something that is really, really important for you to um, check out and or at least try. Let's move on to something that again hits home, and that is PCOS. If you don't know what PCOS is, it's called polycystic ovarian syndrome. It affects up to 10% of women in the U.S., and this is uh, increasing very, very quickly. It is menstrual problems and other physical symptoms, but it is the leading cause of infertility. I want to repeat this. It is the leading cause of infertility in the United States, um, as, as well as all over. So I, I, that, that to me should catch a lot of people's attention, um, because we, people aren't told about that. Women aren't told about that. I'm very, very passionate about PCOS and I'm going to do a whole another segment on, um, PCOS in general, because again, I was one of those who had diabetes of the ovaries and which is PCOS. And it was very confusing to me. I was only told that the only option for treatment was prescription medications. I wasn't told of a lifestyle change. I wasn't told of a dietary change. And keep in mind that I was currently studying to be a dietitian when I was diagnosed with this. So it was very defeating. And I just want to say those of you that may be listening in the audience, and if you have PCOS, there are change options. There are lifestyle change options. There are dietary change options. And there is hope. I want to say that right now. There is hope for you. Um, you can potentially get pregnant naturally. You can have your own biological child. You can get rid of some of the terrible symptoms that come with PCOS, that the acne, the facial and body hair, the menstrual irregularities, the oily skin. I could go on and on about the signs and symptoms of PCS, but I want you to know that there's hope. And again, I'm super passionate about this one because I was kind of left out to dry. And so I started studying and I started researching and what I was finding with keto and PCOS was phenomenal. It literally is, 
insane. Same thing with gestational diabetes. We're not told about lowering our carbs, which to me is detrimental and not fair to women because there are things that you can do that, that really, really, really impact what you're suffering from. So there is a very strong connection between PCOS and excess weight, as well as high insulin levels. Now, I'm not saying everyone with PCOS has uh, insulin resistance, but the majority do, and as well as just other metabolic problems. And so the, a low-carb diet is ideal for reversing PCOS. And I want to say that louder. You can reverse PCOS, and don't let anybody tell you differently. You can absolutely reverse PCOS. It is consistently and very reliable um, when you start keto and have PCOS to see that insulin levels go down. Not only that, but it can definitely supplement some of the other treatments um, in, that they use right now for PCOS. So it can definitely just come alongside those and really, really help out. Uh, there, It was a research study in 2005 that followed some women on keto for PCOS all of them lost weight and improved their hormonal hormonal status as well as a perceived amount of body hair. And what else happened is that two of the 11 women got pregnant despite previously not being able to get pregnant. Another study in 2013 found that even a modest reduction of carbs, so this isn't even keto, this is just like getting rid of some of the added sugar in your diet, also had the same significant improvements in weight, hormones, and risk factors in those with PCOS. In 2017, there were some clinical trials that low-carb ketogenic diet reduced circulating levels of insulin, helped resume ovulation and pregnancy rate. And then there is another 2000 meta-analysis of randomized controlled trials that showed very similar findings. So the research is out there. Oh, and then I forgot the one that happened last year, 2020. 14 women with PCOS followed um, like a ketogenic Mediterranean style diet. They had all achieved better blood glucose levels as well as insulin and improvements in their reproductive hormone level levels. Shocker there, right? They also reduced their risk of heart disease and lost 20 pounds on average. So anyone who's not telling you about the ketogenic diet, if you have PCOS, insulin resistant PCOS is doing you a disservice. So take my message and hear it and read about it and reach out to me because I'm happy, I'm happily um, able to help those, especially with PCOS, um, reverse this and get pregnant and, and, or at least get rid of some of the symptoms. So it's very, very important that you know that again, that it, it, it is an option and you don't have to continue suffering with PCOS. Ooh, sorry. That felt like a bit of a rant, but I get very passionate about PCOS and um, I just don't want to see women suffer from this because it is reversible. It's treatable and you can do something about it that doesn't involve prescription medications. And if it does involve prescription medications, that's awesome. That's fine. Do that too. But there are dietary changes that you can make that can significantly improve your quality of life. So anyway, I'll move on from PCOS now, but I want to talk Next about migraines. So one thing um, that a lot of people suffer from as well is headaches and migraines. And I'm just giving a short plug on this one because I don't want to go really too too into depth about it. But uh, migraines can be debilitating. If you've ever had a migraine or a headache, you know how debilitating they are. So it, it the ketogenic diet there's some there's some promising evidence that it's also going to be helpful for treatment of migraines and headaches. Now, whether this has something to do with reversing insulin resistance or ketones uh, being the brain main source of energy for the brain, I don't 
we'll see. Um, and I'll continue to follow the research there. But migraines, uh, again, can be improved by the ketogenic diet. And that'll wrap up this episode of health benefits aside from weight loss um, with the ketogenic diet. I hope you enjoyed it. You guys know y'all are my favorite. If you don't follow me on Instagram, head on over to Instagram. I'm at the keto the.ketogenic.nutritionist and I am super interactive with my followers. I love you guys. Again, y'all make me more and more passionate about what I do every day. So thanks for listening. See the show notes if you haven't done that already and stay tuned for our next episode.